It's about time because we're going there. Hi, and welcome to another episode of We're Going There. I'm your host, Bianca Wattis Oltoff, and I am so excited that we get to have yet again another touch point, another connection point during this week. Why do I love the podcast? Because I get to create content that goes directly, not just in your ears, but to your heart. Why? I want you to have resources to be an overcomer. I want you to have resources to develop what your definition of success is. I want you to have resources on building resilience and grit for your own life. If you haven't been with us, you might not know that this season we are really focusing on building grit, resilience, and the ability to overcome. No matter how you define success, it always requires one thing, self-discipline. One of the things that I had mentioned in the book, Grit Don't Quit, is that sometimes people think that uh, grit means that you're going to be wildly successful. What I'm arguing is that success isn't when you come in first place. Success isn't when you make a million dollars. Success isn't when you lose the weight. Success is getting back up every time that you fall down. And what I love about today's guest, strategist, speaker, author, Rory Vaden, is that he says that we live in an escalator world and one that is filled with shortcuts and quick fixes and distractions that make it so easy to slide into procrastination, compromise, and the worst part, mediocrity. What seems like an easier path is really much harder in the end. And most important, it won't take you to where you want to go. So how do successful people stay focused and achieve results? That's the conversation we are going to dive into today. I'm so excited to welcome Rory Vaden, who has been a new friend, but one that I have grown to love immediately. In fact, we ended up having like an hour long conversation after this podcast. So when I talk about that, he is, so when I tell you that he's interesting and stimulating and so incredibly generous, I really mean it. Uh, If you want more information about Rory, there are some links in the show notes to his books, his websites, and just overall ways to get plugged in and learn from his genius. Let's go ahead and dive into this episode, and I hope you love it as much as I've loved getting to know him. Welcome to the podcast, Rory. I am so excited to dive in. Woo! Bianca, (laughs) thank you for having me. I love you and your sister and your family, and I'm so honored to be here. Okay, so so I have to give credit where credit's due. Shout out to Jasmine, my twin sister, because I had heard you speak at Global Leadership Summit, a conference that we both had spoke at, but at different years. And um, Jasmine recorded a podcast with you, and it was so good. The link is in the show notes because it's that good. We have to share it. But it was so good that she actually sent me the audio before the podcast was live. She said, B, you need to check out this episode. And Mm. uh, after that, I have become a slight, like, stalker fan and have followed you. I love what you're building. And it's not just what you're building, but you help other people build for their businesses, their lives and themselves. And I just want to say thank you for being on the show. I so appreciate you and excited to spend some time unpacking a little bit, not just about what you do, but about what you've learned about what you are doing and helping so many other people. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. I mean, on the surface, you know, so so my wife and I, my wife, AJ, is my business partner. Um, we were business partners in a former company. We started in 2006. We grew that to like eight figures. We had 200 people. We sold it in 2018. And then uh, we started Brand Builders Group. And she's the CEO of this company. I'm more like the CMO. And, you know, on the surface, we are a personal brand strategy firm. Um, for mission-driven messengers. So we Mm. work with speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, professional service providers to help them build and monetize their personal brand, drive more leads for their business. We help um, 
a lot of clients with book launches, right? We just helped our 14th client become a New York Times or Wall Street Journal bestselling author. And so, wow. you know, we have a lot of like pretty well-known clients, Ed Milet, Lewis Howes, Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, you know, Peter <laughs> Diamandis. I mean, uh, Ma Matthew West. I know I'm a huge Matthew West fan. I'm sure there's some Matthew West fans uh, that listen <laughs> to this and, and on and on. But most of our clients are um, more like aspiring entrepreneurs or they have yeah. a small business. And they're, we call them mission-driven messengers because part of the reason we got into this space is, is um, even though we kind of help people become wealthy and well-known, like what we're really trying to do is help them access what I would describe as God's divine design of their humanity. That um, the, the best piece of personal branding advice I've ever received um, came from a gentleman named Larry Wingett. And he said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find so your good. uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And so... As soon as I heard that, you know, early in my career, I was like, that is so brilliant. And that's that's what we try to do. Um, and so we do help people make money, but it's 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 we like money, but money is subservient to the message and influence that. is subservient to impact um, and revenue is subservient to reputation. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we do. I love it. So you also study psychology of influence, leadership, and moving people to action. That was one of my favorite things when I started stalking you. I'm like, this is amazing. So because you've studied this, and I know a little bit about your story, I will, we'll unpack more of that in a second. But one of the things that um, I'm realizing as this entire season is dedicated to resilience and getting back up when you feel like life throws you on the, the mat and you feel knocked down. I, this is one of the things that I'm saying that more people would rather quit than desire to change. And resilience requires self-discipline. When I started stalking you, I went to Audible and Amazon and started looking at your resources. And one oh. of the, yes, yes. When I say stalker, I'm not kidding. Okay. So I want to know, what is the secret sauce to self-discipline? And we'll unpack a little bit more because I know you wrote a phenomenal book that I've already downloaded, oh. but uh, what is the secret sauce to self-discipline? Yeah. Well, that's funny. You're referring to my first book, Take the Stairs, which came out in yes. 2012. Um, and the- uh, Wait, th that... so I, I think people need to know that you've written multiple books, but that I always feel like writers have like a stairway. You learn something and then you evolve and then you change again. So I went all the way back to 2012 yeah. and started reading. I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. By the time this episode comes out, I will be done with it. Um, and I, I'm living for it. I'm living for it. So that's, I, I have to give some context. I love the book, but so much of that, so much of the book is about self-discipline. So can you, and in this episode, I want to kind of break down the secret sauce and um, of self-discipline, how it's kind of made an impact in your life. Yeah, totally. So, so the Take This Airs book really is, um, I think part of why that became such a pervasive book is that it's really helping people understand the neuroscience and the psychology behind self-discipline. And mm. all the book really is, is the seven misconceptions people have about self-discipline, namely <laughs> that people think that self-discipline is hard. Um, they think of it as being difficult or challenging. And I would say that one of the, one of the, the signature parts of the book is called the pain paradox or the, the paradox principle of sacrifice. And, it 
as we're profiling these multipliers, these ultra performers, these top one percenters, what we what we realize is that um, easy short term choices lead to difficult long term consequences. Meanwhile, difficult short term choices lead to easy long term mm. consequences. So the great paradox here is that what seems easy in life saying whatever we want without considering other people's emotions, eating whatever we want, uh, regardless of whether or not it's healthy, buying things on credit when we can't afford it, um, you know, being lethargic when we know we should be doing exercise, procrastinating on our taxes when we know we should be doing it, mm-hmm. um, avoiding difficult conversations that we know need to be had. Anything that feels easy in the short term actually isn't easy at all. In fact, it's the vehicle to the much more difficult life. And inversely, all of the things that we associate with being hard, right? Saving money when we don't feel like it, working out when we don't feel like it, mm-hmm. um, tempering our tongue and, and versus just letting somebody have it, like having patience, <laughs> working out, uh, studying, investing into our own personal development, um, even reading scripture, I think, for a lot of people starts as very much, it starts as a discipline much more before it, it, it becomes an insatiable desire. But in the beginning, it's it's usually a discipline. Um, yeah. Those things are the very vehicle to the easier life. And so part of the insight is realizing that procrastination and indulgence are really nothing more than creditors that charge us interest. Um <laughs> they are they're they're just deceptive you know they're just deception and so they're you know they're they're forms of the devil and and i i as i study the psychology of influence we we i think of it as the four levels of influence so level one influence is influencing yourself which was what my early work was all about take the stairs and and how do you get yourself to take action um then level two is what i would call sales which is influencing another person that was the first company that we built and sold. And I knocked on doors uh, for five summers. I knocked on 20,000 doors when I was in college, learned sales. And then we built the sales training company. And that's that was the business that we sold. Then leadership is moving a small team to action. Um, mm. And then I uh, that's where my second book is. In, and my, my TED Talk was called How to Multiply Time. My TED Talk went viral, which is teaching people and leaders specifically how to create exponential results, even when they feel like they're completely stressed of time. And then, so that's influencing a team of people. And then level four influence is influencing a community, which is personal branding, which is sort of like what we do today. But to go all the way back to level one, influencing yourself, it, it is this conversation around self-discipline. And it's, it's realizing that things are not as hard as we think once we know how to think about them in the right way. And, and by the way, so, um, you know, technically, technically I'm a secular writer. Um, you, you know that I'm in, in real mm-hmm. life, I'm a hardcore Bible thumping Jesus freak. <laughs> and um, my life verse is Hebrews 12, 11, which is no discipline seems pleasant at the time, rather painful, mm. yet it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The Take the Stairs book is entirely... Uh, aligned and predicated and based off of Hebrews twelve eleven. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a new truth, but it's kind of modern research and modern case studies and examples and you know just a, a new a new take on that. Um, but that 
that truth has been around, you know, for thousands of years. So I want to go back because you had said that over the course of about five summers that you knocked on 20,000 doors and a wise person once said, you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And the person who gave that quote was you. So before we go any further, like you are speaking with authority, you know this content, you've built businesses around it. But before we go to who are you and what are you doing, who were you? And what made you get to this point? Because I think that you can, you can sound so educated, but I want people to know that this is actually rooted in your own life experience. So tell us, who were you? Oh, well, um, so I was born to a single mother and uh, she was you know, very poor. I grew up in a trailer park in Colorado um, and my mom had been divorced twice from you know, so two different, two different, and had and had two different children from two different biological fathers by the age of 22. So she got pregnant mm. in high school, got divorced, got married again. My biological father was gone six months after I was born. Um, but my mom got into Mary Kay when I was young, <clears throat> and so <laughs> she used to bring me to like the direct sales meeting. So I, I grew up around direct sales, and I was really like learning Wait, and all. Makeup. Also, and I'm makeup about that sales and makeup. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I know about sales and I know about about makeup. Like I, you know, um, when ladies, every morning when you wake up and you stand in front of the mirror, it goes wash, toner, moisturizer, foundation, wrinkle free eye cream, okay. base eyeshadow, well, dark eyeshadow, I mean, blush, eyeliner, mascara, lip liner, lipstick. Uh huh. Right. I am impressed. Uh huh. So I know. Impressed. I I, okay. I tell no. I say no lie. Um, like I sat in hands, like I grew up with the whole, the whole thing. Right. So, but I also learned about the principles of success from the time mm. I was young. Then I got into martial arts. Um, uh, I was very active in martial arts. Um, my mom told me I was going to go to college and she said, you will go to college and you will get a full ride scholarship because there's no way I'll ever be able to afford it. So <laughs> I, I did that. Um, I was valedictorian. I got a full academic scholarship. And then when I was in college, I got involved in a direct sales company and I went door to door for five years mm. and knocked on 20,000 doors and uh, I made about $250,000 uh, over five summers, mostly through leadership. So I was a, I was a top salesperson, but um, I was the all-time record holder on over a hundred year history of the company in leadership. So I was recruiting and training wow. people to do that. Okay. Then I joined a contest called the World Championship of Public Speaking as I decided I wanted to be a speaker. Made it to the top 10 speakers in the world out of this contest. There's 25,000 people who enter. I lost. Um, the next year I went back, I studied harder. I got more coaching. I invested more money to have you know uh, consultants and everything. And I made it all the way back. And that was the year that I lost again, but I lost higher. <laughs> I was the world champion first runner up. Um, and, um, and then my wife, I, I had a friend in college. We had started a company together. He said, we got to bring on my, my best friend, Amanda. I've known her my whole life. I've been copying off her paper. She's the smartest girl I've ever met. And so the three of us, uh, and one other gentleman started a company from scratch. That was a sales training company. Cause that was all we knew then. Um, then we started to grow that company. My Take the Stairs came out when I was 29, hit the New York Times bestseller list. TED Talk came out a few years later. Then we uh, 
uh, sold the company. I was inducted into the Professional Speaking Hall of Fame at 37. And then we started Brand Builders Group when a friend of mine named Lewis Howes, who I hadn't talked to in a couple of years, said, hey, man, I need your brain on my business. Do you have any time open? And it was like, we're wide open. And so he became our first <laughs> client. And then he said, I'm going to have you on our podcast and I'm going to tell the whole world that this is your new business, is helping people find their uniqueness and turn it into, you know, a career uh, and use use speaking and books and online, you know, content marketing as a way of driving leads for their business. And, and then and here five, you are. Here we are. Okay. So it feels like Take the Stairs is really like this pivotal moment for you. And so yeah. talk to me a little bit about the title and what inspired that, which side note, the the conversation of this podcast is totally changing on the fly, but I'm wildly fascinated about the origin story of people who just refuse to give up and how they just pivot so well. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the title of the book. And then I have a bunch of other questions that we might talk about where you might just keep on just digging at this. Cause this is fun. Yeah. Um, so I had been talking about self-discipline, like God gave me that as my message from the time I was 17, like woke mm -hmm. up, was like, you're supposed to go talk to the world about self-discipline. And a couple years had gone by and I was with one of my buddies in college and we were, we were coming back on a trip together and we were in the airport and I got on the escalator and he said, oh, Mr. Discipline can't even take the stairs. And after I <laughs> smacked him, um, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good metaphor, right? And so Take the Stairs was born as a metaphor for doing the things you know you should do that you don't feel like doing and doing things that other mm. people aren't willing to do um, and helping people just realize that the shortest, most guaranteed path to greatness is to do the things you know you should be doing even when you don't feel like doing them. And hold on, you have to say that again, because there's someone on a treadmill that needs to stop running right now, pull out their <laughs> notes app. There's someone driving. They, they, they need to rewind this and pause it and take a snapshot. But I need you to say that again. The shortest, most guaranteed path to greatness is mm. to do the things you know you should be doing, even when you don't feel like doing them. That's not what people want to hear today, but that is the truth of success. It has always been the truth of success, and it always will be the truth about success. Like, there is no shortcut. Um, mm. And the question is, can you get yourself to do the things you know you should be doing? If you can, and that's what Take the Stairs is all about, is these seven psychological strategies, basically, that you go, oh, once you understand, for example, the paradox principle of sacrifice, the one we've talked about, you go, oh, actually, I can rewire my brain to mm. think in the same way that the most successful people in the world think. And once yeah. I start to think like they think, then I'll start to do like they do, and then the results, I will get the results that they have. And so, you know, I'd say mm. that my life has been basically a giant experiment, basically almost like me throwing down the gauntlet of that success principle to say, okay, I'm going to use my life as an experiment to do all the things I don't want to do and do the things that other people aren't willing to do. And let's see how it turns out. And, you know, it's turned out really well. And um, I think it's because it, you know, aligns with God's truths and just the way that he created the world and the way that he created us. So for the person out there that's like, well, I'm just not very disciplined. 
This is not something I was you raised with. I lived in a chaotic household or trauma made me, you know, cautious of commitment. What do you tell to the person that feels like that it's just not something that's innately them? Mm-hmm. Well, well, there's there's two things I would say. So first of all, I would I would say um, there that's a perfectly normal thing to think. And if you struggle with discipline, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that somehow it's not in your DNA to be successful. It actually means that you have a, a perfectly normal, healthy, functioning human brain. And the reason why is because the brain is not programmed for success. Mm. The, the brain is programmed for survival. And survival is about conserving energy. Survival is about keeping you safe. Therefore, survival is about reducing risk. Survival is, is about doing things that are comfortable and that you know how they're going to turn out. Success is the opposite. Success is about doing what is uncomfortable. Success is about taking risks. Success is about doing new things. Success is about learning new things. Success requires you to step out in faith to do things where you don't know how it's going to turn out. So the fact that you struggle with procrastination or that you struggle with discipline doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that you're exactly the way that God designed you to, to be. <laughs> However, we're fortunate that we live in a world where we have the luxury that most of us aren't, aren't desperately scared for our survival on a daily basis. Most of us have our basic needs met. Not, not everyone, certainly a huge part of the world does not, but for, for most you know, of us, and we have that luxury to pursue success. And so we have to retrain and rewire our brain um, to think the way that the most successful people think. So that would be the first thing I would tell you. The second thing I would tell you is that so many times people come to me and they say, oh, I've always struggled with discipline or my child or my employee struggles with self-discipline. And in reality, what we find is it's, it's not that people struggle from a lack of discipline as they do from a lack of vision. Because mm. the amount of our endurance is directly proportionate to the clarity of our vision. If we have a crystal clear picture of what we want for our life and for our future, then there's a naturally strong connection to how the sacrifices we're asking ourselves to make today forward us towards that future. It thereby yeah. creates a context for action and our discipline engages automatically. Like we automatically take action. But if you don't have a clear picture or a clear vision or you don't spend much time thinking about it, then there is no reason to make the sacrifice. At best, there's a convoluted connection to why you would do those hard things because your brain cannot put together a picture of how that is going to pay off. And so the brain then defaults to its natural design, which is safety and security. Mm -hmm. And so you don't do those things. So it's not that you don't have discipline. We all have discipline. God has put that in you. We all have the ability to be disciplined. It's just that discipline goes dormant in the absence of a dream. Oof. There's so much to unpack here, and I feel like we're, we're just scratching the surface. Um, one of the things that I love about what you do with Brand Builders is that you encourage people to dream. You encourage people to discover new things. But before, I, there's so much that I have to ask and so much that I have to unpack. But I need you to address, we're talking about success, 
you had said something, I actually saw this quote in, on your website. You said, success is never owned, it's rented. And rent is due every day. I want you to unpack this as quickly as possible because I think one of the elements to self-discipline is being able to put in the work. And this is something that you have done by knocking on 20,000 doors. And um, what was when I asked you offline, actually it was on your podcast, I asked you, what was the thing that made you go back to knock on the 7,000th door and the 8,000th door? And you said, a quote that was ingrained in you is the answer is behind the next door. I had to write that down. So for somebody that's out there and they just maybe are struggling with self-discipline, maybe don't want to take the stairs, maybe don't want to do the hard, um, or feel like they want to give up uh, at the 8,000th door. Success is never owned. It's rented and rent is due every day. Can you mm-hmm. give a little bit of handles for someone out there that is hearing this and like, dang, mm-hmm. I need to pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. So we call that the rent axiom, uh, which, yeah, I mean, you're taking me back to the old school, Bianca. Like this was the stuff I, I am, built. I this am. is the content I built my career to. on, which I haven't <laughs> talked about on a podcast in years. I'm like having to like remember all this stuff. But um, yeah, th- this idea that it's the most empowering truth of all. Even though when people hear that, a lot of times they get discouraged because they, they, what they want is they want, they want a finish line. They, they want a quick fix. They, they want a secret that says, this mm-hmm. isn't going to have to be so hard. But the reality is that success is never owned. It's rented. And you can take out that word success and put in for it whatever matters most to you in your life, right? Like, a healthy marriage is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. A fulfilling spiritual walk is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. Like the, the you know, financial security is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. Being in great physical health is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every, every day. Like I think uh, the, the good news about that is it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you were yesterday. Hmm. Like whether you were the number one in the world or you were you you were the least the least among sinners like uh, of of uh you go who you were yesterday has nothing to do with who you get to be today and all that matters is the choices that you make tomorrow and the next day and the next day and that when when people are shocked to realize because we all think that oh if i'm going to become a a millionaire if i'm going to have global influence or if i'm going to be one of the best entrepreneurs or speakers or authors or business leaders or nonprofits in the world it's going to be some huge grandiose revelation and some grandiose decision that i make that results in that but it's not it's 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 almost always the result of small seemingly mm. insignificant nearly invisible teeny tiny choices that we make each and every day and when you you know you add those choices up they compound over time and ultimately they yield a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it and that you know word is in scripture and um and i actually think you know as much as what we do at brand builders group right as we help people become wealthy and well known we we really teach people how to reach more people and make more impact and make more money i think the reality of what we're all chasing is is what we're really after is peace i yeah. i think it's it's no accident that jesus says you know peace be with you or peace you know this peace i give to you because i think peace is the new prophet peace is really the new prophet what we really want is is peace and that comes from embracing these decisions each and every day, Mm. as simple as that. 
Rory, I want to thank you for pouring into people's lives and creating and fostering mission-driven influencers. I know that there's going to be somebody out there, whether they're a church planter or a longtime pastor that has a book coming out or an entrepreneurial mom that's at home and trying to get her business launched. You, you, you help train the most influential and those that are just starting off. And so for people to get more information about how to learn more about their own brand or possibly work with you in consulting and building their brand for influence for good, where do they find you and how do they take their next step? Yeah, well, if you just go to freebrandcall.com forward slash Bianca Olthoff, um, hey. you can request a call with our team, um, freebrandcall.com slash Bianca Olthoff. And we just want to talk to you. And and yeah, we work with all different. I mean, we have people who have millions of followers and people who have literally zero followers or zero revenue and you know people who are eight-figure business owners. Like, um, And we also have, I'll say, services and pricing that is for all levels as well. Um, because I used to be the 17 year old with a dream. And so it's really important <laughs> to us that we have offerings that are available to people just starting out. And so we will always have things that are affordably priced um, for those people who are just beginning in their journey. And then, you know, on up, on up from there as you get bigger and bigger and have more needs. But um, yeah, we just want to get to know you and we start, you know, we do one-on-one, -on -one. we work with people one-on-one. -on -one, so that's how we start. The first call is free freebrandcall.com slash Bianca Oltoff. I love it. Roy Vaden, I am so appreciative for you. I'll also link out to your social media and to your books on Amazon because I'm already a reader and a fan. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait to see people learn more about who they are by discovering their brand. And uh, I'll make sure that that link is also included in the show notes. But thank you for your time, friend. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks, buddy. What an insightful conversation. And I really hope that if this podcast has given you handles, practical resources, or just ways to learn what success is, to define what success is, and ways to challenge yourself to take the stairs, I want you to go ahead and share that on social media. You can tag at Lori Vaden and at Bianca Oltoff. Share with us what you learned on this episode. We love not just learning, but also sharing your insights and wisdom along on the social media journey. For more information about Rory, you can check out the link in the show notes to his books as well as his website and also links for you to pick up some free resources that I'm creating around Grit Don't Quit. Family, I'm so honored that we've been able to spend time together in this season. I'm so excited to hear and see the fruit of what resilience, grit, and perseverance produces in your life. Nosy folk want to know, so let me know. Hit me up on social media at Bianca Oltop because I want to know how your life is changing by you becoming the resilient person that I know that you are. 